possibly one of the best examples and one of the few remaining examples of this particular type of museum in the world, maybe the best in the world. It's certainly a very, very lovely place. It's a wonderful place to walk into. There's a quiet, dark atmosphere and the displays, many of which are from the 19th century, are just a, a joy for anybody with an interest in plants to look at. Because of uh, the global warming issue and because of Santos being a large emitter of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, I won't call it the Santos Museum of Economic Botany, even though the guides were strongly encouraged to use the name of sponsors. I wouldn't say we were instructed to always say Santos, but we were certainly strongly encouraged to. And I won't do it, just as I won't call the uh, Morton Bay Fig Walk, you know, planted in the 1870s, Murdoch Avenue or whatever it's meant to be called because um, of the attitude that the Murdoch press in general has taken to the global warming issue. All the guides who work as volunteer guides also have to be friends of South Australian Botanic Gardens but that's a wider organisation as well, and it's pretty closely linked, I guess, to keeping some funds coming in. Do other friends and guides share your concerns? Yes, they do. Considerable numbers of them. Even though the friends I have found to be a fairly conservative organisation, and I don't regard myself as a conservative, but I'm very fond of the friends, and I'm I enjoy interacting with them in spite of the fact they're a fairly conservative lot overall. I would guess that the majority of them are concerned about climate change. Certainly when I recently had a letter published in the Friends Gazette about climate change, I received a lot of support. Friends is quite a large Friends organisation, 800 members or something. So when you raised your concerns about the sponsorship from Santos by writing to the Gazette, what was the response? Generally very positive and supportive of me. I had written in response to a purported letter to the editor, but it was really an article in the Gazette, which was itself a response to a call for the Botanic Gardens of Adelaide to consider divesting itself of sponsorship from Santos and other big greenhouse gas emitters. In the next issue, an article strongly opposing that appeared, and that was written by a member of the Friends who uh, is a denier of anthropogenic climate change. That is not someone who says there's no such thing as climate change, I guess... Nobody can deny that nowadays with any credibility. But this person um, does not believe and had publicly stated previously in a guides meeting and elsewhere that climate change is happening, but it's all caused uh, by the emission of greenhouse gases by volcanoes. This is a view fairly common amongst deniers of anthropogenesis. It's a view most vividly expressed, I guess, by Professor Ian Plymer for years, It's totally erroneous. It's absolute nonsense. It doesn't take you long to hop onto the net and find credible sources that will allow you to argue against that quite cogently. And that's what I hope my letter to the editor did. And honestly, Nikki, I only had to spend, I reckon, 30 minutes to an hour looking at various websites from highly credible, often very conservative sources on the net NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, 
the US Geological Survey, uh, the International Panel on Climate Change. You can't look at this stuff and still believe that humans aren't causing climate change. Nevertheless, some people do. Some of them are people that I uh, like and uh, enjoy the company of. That must be quite difficult for you, Bill, because really what has happened is that the debate has now been shut down, hasn't it? Quite explicitly shut down. We will not publish more letters on this topic. It's been shut down within the pages of the Gazette. And I've had an amiable conversation with the editor, who I believe has done a great deal for that Gazette over the years. We've agreed to disagree on that. It would be a much better thing if it allowed this sort of debate. But I can understand that there are some forces within the Friends that make it very difficult. In that particular forum, that debate won't go on, I guess. But it's certainly going on within the Friends verbally. I know that people are about to take some forms of action which uh, will make sure that the topic remains alive you know, for a long, long time to come. Members of the Friends have already written to the board of the Botanic Gardens. I think some are about to write to the minister. There's talk of making the whole thing a more public thing in the pages of uh, press. So it's not an issue or a debate that's going to go away within the Friends. At the same time, we've had Extinction Rebellion two, maybe three times, protesting outside the Museum of Economic Botany as part of their ongoing demands about no further fossil fuels in this country. The Extinction Rebellion thing is a very interesting development. I am still making up my mind about it. I admire the bravery of many members who've, you know, stuck themselves to the road on public roadways and brought the issue front and centre to people. I do believe that direct action is often necessary and justified. This sort of action helped, I believe, and was part of, to bring about the end of the Vietnam War and probably save the lives of uh, quite a number of young Australian men who would have been sent there otherwise. There are times when more than letters to ministers and to the press are sufficient to right a terrible wrong. So good on the Extinction Rebellion for, for taking this action. They need to be mindful of stepping out too far ahead of the generally perceived attitudes and beliefs of the population as a whole, balancing the need for direct action against moving too far ahead of the way everybody else is thinking. The movement to uh, try to get the botanical gardens to break the connection with Santos is a global movement really now. We've got things like the Tate Modern where they've dumped BP as a sponsor. Tennis Australia has dumped Santos. Shell has been dropped by London's Natural History Museum. It's not a um, an isolated movement exposing the, the fossil fuel industry and its role in um, global warming. No, and these institutions, I think, are displaying great foresight in divesting themselves of uh, sponsorship by fossil fuel emitters. They can see what the future is going to be and they can see that the shells and BPs of the world are increasingly on the nose. You know, if there's a hierarchy of emitters, I guess Santos isn't up there with the really worst of them. But, you know, it's getting there from what I know about the organisation. In general, botanic gardens have been a bit slow 
to even consider breaking those connections, but they are certainly starting to. There's all sorts of movement. Myself and some of the other members of the Friends have been trying to get written documents from other botanic gardens who are divesting themselves of this stuff. There's talk about it happening in Melbourne, but there's not much actually written down. There's a uh, an organisation called the Climate Toolkit for museums and gardens and zoos, and they reckon some very big American institutions are actively pursuing goals with respect to who their sponsors are and, and who invests in them. And that includes the New York Botanical Garden, the Smithsonian Gardens in Washington. No, these are big institutions. So there is a movement gathering strength here. And it's very good to see. And it will be very interesting because this September, the 7th Global Botanic Gardens Congress is happening in Melbourne. And the website for that congress says it will quote, explore how botanic gardens can play a greater role in shaping our future with accelerated loss of biodiversity across the globe, increased urbanisation, population growth and climate change. Our need to work together to find yeah. new solutions for the future has never been greater. So, got any thoughts about that? Great to see you know, all this national and international recognition of this issue. Botanic gardens are um, already important institutions in this. I've got a picture of you, Bill, leading tours of the gardens and explaining this to people as a botanic gardens guide. Do you get a chance to do that? Yeah, occasionally. People ask questions and occasionally I've uh, had a bit of opposition when guiding, but you know the issue is often raised by the people you're taking around the gardens. The people that choose to come on guided walks are the self-selected audience, and they're really interested in what you're talking about. They are often people who have very acute interest in climate change. They'll almost always be aware of the process of photosynthesis and the role of plants in uh, reducing the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. I certainly, when the topic has arisen, do not shy away from talking about climate change as a result of human activity.